0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Nerds with Friends. My name is Cody Leach, and I am joined, as always, by Christian Garcia. Sup, my nerds. And uh, we are joined live via Skype by Miss Chauncey Robinson. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm good. Hi. Uh,
0: so, brief editor's note here we actually recorded an episode of Chauncey last week. and uh, What happened, Cody? Christian forgot to hit record. Is that what uh, happened? Uh- <laughs> No, I forgot. Yeah, that was some fake news. I'll take responsibility. I let's say the data was corrupted, and uh, that episode is gone forever. Uh, But uh, you were gracious enough to join us again, so uh, we really appreciate that, and uh, we'll try not to rehash the same old stuff. (laughs) It's fine. It was
2: actually really adorable Cody's reaction. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: was really. uh, I was. I was embarrassed. Uh, (laughs) We had some great jokes, uh, like uh, a brief. uh, You know foray into how many dicks is appropriate in uh, yeah in uh we were going to
2: work that in there it was, three dicks. it was three dicks three
0: dicks is the perfect three dick we, maximum yeah, yeah exactly. that's cody's movie Four's, rule four is excessive uh but i think three would three's okay. yeah, yeah, three, <laughs> three is
2: okay yeah two is too little you know three is three is the right
0: yeah exactly
1: because yes. we were talking about equal opportunity nudity that's correct in horror films right and i said i want to see more penises yeah yeah but exactly bo-
2: we get we get the boobs, and I guess man chesticles aren't enough, so
0: we got to go for. That's the... true. I mean, you can get those in magazines and stuff. You, you know get I
1: mean? that at the halftime of the Super Bowl.
0: That's true. <laughs> that's true. We <laughs> certainly did? got that.
1: Janet Jackson got in trouble, but not Adam Levine. Yeah,
2: Adam Levine should get in trouble. Pink, pink nipples are okay, I think. Was the moral of the story? <laughs>
1: uh-huh.
2: I think that's I think that's what they're... It,
0: it would have been it would have been awesome if he had the uh, star. Uh, what was that? Sun sun piercing. On one of his nipples. That would oh, have been a yeah. great callback <laughs> <laughs> to Super Bowl's past. Um, well, let's uh, get us started with our nerdy confessions as we always do, the th- confess the things that make us nerds. Um, my nerdy confession is I just, uh, I didn't know it was coming out. I had no idea it was coming, but uh, the Umbrella Academy just came out on Netflix yesterday. Oh, and I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know it was coming at all. I had it. Caught me completely off guard. I was up at like 1 in the morning, and I was like, oh, new show on Netflix.
1: Yeah, it but, dropped at midnight. I'm actually going to review it. I'm going to uh, binge watch it this weekend. Now, yeah,
0: so far so, so
2: good. I've, so we're I've, talking Resident Evil Umbrella. No, no, no. No,
1: umbrella. okay. No, no, no not, not Umbrella Corp.
2: I just want yeah. to double
0: check. <laughs> not, this, is, this is the school they have to go to before they become zombie scientists. Got it. <laughs> yeah. All right. No, this is a, uh, it's, I think it was an Image or a Dark Horse comic – I don't don't remember exactly which one it was, about uh, these uh, kids who were uh, all like immaculately conceived and birthed on the same exact day, and then this one billionaire guy adopts seven of them and raises them to be like a superhero team, and that's like the basis of it.
2: So he gets seven Jesuses,
0: kind of. But like, as far as I know now, uh, they're all screwed up, though. They're all yeah, they're all screwed up, (laughs) just like Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> right. Oh my gosh.
1: Parallel. Um,
0: yeah, they and they all have like different little superpowers and abilities, um, but they were all born on the same day, which is Christmas. crazy. What <laughs> it was, was it Christmas? I don't. I don't. Actually, one turn? I don't know. It does one been turn just, water to wine? Nope, there that, that hasn't been know, one sometime yet.
1: Sometime in July or something. It was one of the months that started with Jay. I yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember the, the finer details that you're quizzing me on, Christian. But, <laughs> uh, I was really <laughs> trying to make this into a Jesus <laughs> thing. Yeah. But uh, no, uh, so yes, they've all kind of had issues growing up with uh, this adopted father who like he was always he was always about studying them and furthering their abilities and making this better team um and not so much just being a good father to them so uh, they all have their issues and ellen page is actually one of the stars in this uh new yeah show, she so. is uh and so far she's been really great um i really enjoyed it so far i'm only like two three episodes in so um uh, but so far my guy
1: good. my guy from uh, uh i think it's the misfits like it's been so long since i've watched it It was a british show oh yeah the Misfits, and they had to do community service and they had powers too that show was he-
0: awesome and underrated
1: Yes, it really was. I mean, with the crap after, like, the second series. Yeah. But, I thought, like, um, I feel he's like in that, this one, too. That's, he's like, the
2: M.O. for British shows. Like, once they hit, like, season three, it's kind of, like, nee. like yeah, usually Yeah,
1: it really is. Being human, same one. Thank same you. Way. She beat me to it. <laughs> but, like,
2: season one and season two were great. Yeah. yeah. If For anyone who hasn't watched it, watch season one and season two. I don't know if I've seen that one. I've heard of it. For it's sure. a vampire, a ghost, and a werewolf living together in a house. And oh. how, like, you have to deal with "Quote unquote," being human, yep. and it was yeah. great. There were some great jokes, and there were some great problems that they had to get around. And then season—I don't know—for anyone who's going to watch—and then season three was just like, what? Yeah. Like, you, it went
1: off the rails. Yeah, yeah, it's like, wait, you were going
0: left, and all of a sudden you did a one eighty. It's like, what? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think that's kind of the the true telling of what a great TV show can be. Is once you get past season. Three and four, that's like the hard, stormy path for a lot of TV series, you know? Uh, like, Heroes uh, got really shitty in season three. Um, season three and four, that was a writer's strike, so I can't blame them too much for that. Um, Battlestar Galactica got real weird towards the end. Um, I still loved it, but... Um, but that's actually
2: the first season was really, really good.
0: Of, of, of the uh, new one. Battlestar? Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first two, they were all great, but the first two were fantastic. And then it got crazy and religious, and you're like, "Oh no!"
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. A, I'm kind of a firm believer that most shows. I mean, I know capitalism; we milk everything yeah. till it's gone. But I, I really do believe that they should, you know, end shows after about like the fifth season, the yeah. fifth season. Like, tell us a sink story. Unless after that fifth season, you're going to start a whole new chapter with like a different angle, different characters. A time after jump of something. Season, yeah, it's time to. In that, you know, I know Supernatural got, you know, renewed for like the twentieth season yeah. or something, and long after we're dead, it will still be on. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm for, I'm firmly, I don't, I just feel like it's the fans keeping that alive. But yeah. I feel like for most people, the story, it's like it was, it's a good four to five seasons, and that's it for most shows. Walking Dead needed to die, literally two <laughs> yeah. seasons ago. I don't even know. Danae's now leaving. It's, it's just, it's not good. Yeah. I think they're cash cows, but you got to end it.
0: Yeah, and I think you know, like, studios, I love Supernatural. I love Supernatural too. <laughs> I will start. No, 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 no. But I will say
2: I it almost lost me with the Leviathans.
0: Yeah, the Leviathans was garbage. It was was really bad. Luckily they turned it around and they've kind of captured some of the same stuff, but my whole thing with Supernatural, even though I am a fan of it, is that once once you've, you know, battled Gods and devils. Like what else is there? They they definitely exactly. brought out
2: Satan way too early. Yeah. Like, way, way <laughs> they, too early. They really uh you know like wait, uh Leviathan's hard to kill than Satan? Like wait, what yeah. uh, and then but now, that, like, wasn't
1: it? Wasn't it a thing with the guy from Supernatural where the original writer or head guy left? Like, he had a four-season to five-season story he wanted to tell. And once again, corporations were like, well, we, like, keep this going. He's like, look, I've already booked another show. Yeah, Yeah, And so they wandered for a bit with those other seasons, and then he came back. And I hear that's when it got better because he came back to his story and had a whole new idea. Right?
2: I believe I would read that, too, that the Satan was kind of where he had finished it off,
0: which kind of makes sense. Makes sense. You know, you— Go up through, you know, monsters and then demons and then angels and then God and Satan. Right? And that's like the top of the hierarchy.
2: My my nerdy confession. I know uh, it's not my turn, but no, it, like ahead. now that we're talking about this, like I wish it because this wasn't gonna be my original nerdy confession. I want to know more about men of letters from Supernatural. I oh, yeah. felt like that's such a okay.
0: spin-off Inch. show. And it's such an interesting Let's group. Pitch like, Jack, Christian. they're
2: not they're not hunters, they're not these what they considered, you know. Well, the barbarous guys, the latest
0: latest season, at least on Netflix, um,
2: did deal with that. Oh, really? Like, I want to know their backstory. Like, it seems so interesting. Like, they've been studying. They have this information. They were the one that feeding the hunters this information. Mm -hmm. Like, that to me seems way more because the lore is what always got me. Because I I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show before, but huge fucking – I love cryptozoology. I love mythological creatures. I read about them all the time. Chupacabras. Dude.
0: Yeah, you know. (laughs) Yetis and and whatnot.
2: I loved – the show got me when they brought out La Llorona. In which is a oh, big yeah. Mexican um, ghost story, and I was like, so that's, "That's fucking cool." That's the cool. weeping lady or whatever, exactly. And there is a
1: movie coming out about that.
2: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that.
1: <laughs> did you watch the trailer? I did a trailer reaction on my YouTube. Channel. I
2: haven't watched the trailer, but I did when I saw when i when I heard about it. Cause I heard about it and before the uh, posters, before the previews, I was like. You know who would be great? It would be like
0: Guillermo del Toro.
2: Thank you. You said like Guillermo Boom. del Toro would be fucking. Amazing. He's Mexican. Like to give him the Mexican or the the, the the creature design would be on point.
0: You know that, right? And then
2: <laughs> I I don't know the director. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm 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 just. It's gonna... James
1: Wan. Oh, James... Okay. I don't. Well, I don't know if he's the director, but he he's producing he's it. Pro- I think he's also the, also the director. Is and it... I don't know. I I kind of have this thing with James Wan, where I'm like, in James Wan, I trust at this point because I've loved all of his stuff so far. Just think he has a great eye for horror.
2: Well, I mean, let's see, but it would have been cool to have, you know. And then it took place in America, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, you could have.
0: Los Angeles, so barely. (laughs) So, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. It's like Mexico adjacent.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mexico light. <just laughs> Mexico light. Um, Northern I mean, Mexico. I don't know.
1: I, I didn't care for Shape of I mean, I'm not like, you know, downplaying. I think he's great in some things, and I think in other cases. I mean, I didn't care for Shape of Water. I know that's a <laughs> unheard of thing, but I didn't care for that movie I at all. I thought it was
2: beautifully shot. I thought cinematically the, the colors were amazing. The story, I'm, you know, I love. It was funky. I love Guillermo del Toro, but a lady banging a fish dude, I thought it was a little weird.
0: You know, in. I thought it would have been cooler if it was a direct tie into Hellboy because he looked exactly like Like Abe of I did,
1: like, I do love the Hellboy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for the
0: new one. Yeah. I think think it could be. It actually looks
1: really good.
0: Yeah. And they have him with the full devil horns and the little floating crown and everything I'm, he
1: I'm, looks like ron perlman it's so crazy like he how much he got someone who just basically you don't know you don't even feel that it's a different actor which is a good vibe and i
2: right. love i love ron perlman and it would have been awesome if he's still alive but let's be honest he's, well, he's getting is, older he is still alive what well, but like yeah what are you saying like he's, he's still rest but, in peace ron perlman
0: <laughs> like he's getting right He's getting older. Knock on wood, no G. I know, yeah, right? exactly.
3: I love him.
0: But he's he's getting older. He's, it's going to be hard right. to do those stunts, you yeah, know? Yeah, he was even saying, I think, in, like, he had a hard time riding the bikes in Sons of Anarchy because he, he does, they make fun of it in the show. Well, oh, so they, they wrote in that sh- in. I think they, I don't know if that's how bad it really is, but he said he had a hard time riding them because, you know, first of all, you got your arms up on these giant handlebars all the time. Yeah, and then and the vibration of the The pig. vibration of his stuff. So maybe that was based on him in real life. Hmm. So he didn't have to drive all the time. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, Curse of La Llorona. Also, but we'll no, see. I'll watch I'll watch the trailer. I, I directed by Michael Chavez. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. Okay,
1: that, there, we go. there we go.
0: His directorial debut. I preemptively board, got it pissed it is, off. It yeah, was just it's my reaction. Just <laughs> Produced by uh, James Wando. And then uh, starring Linda Cardellini. Seamus' old uh, romantic interest <laughs> from Freaks and Geeks. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I always will remember her as the girl that broke up Corey and Topanga Ooh. for a short time. I, I know a lot of people don't even get that, but that's Boy Meets World, and she was their first major breakup. She guest starred for a couple episodes, ever since that, every time I see her in something, I'm like, that's the chick that broke up Corey and Topanga.
2: They should do a, a, a Boy Meets <laughs> World slash Freaks and Geeks, like, Ooh, mesh.
0: Mesh, mesh up. <laughs> And well, then, what was funny to me is that I didn't realize she was the uh, love interest in Grandma's Boy.
2: That's the, what I was going to say. That's then, how I remember because the I first time I saw I was, like, I was like, "Oh, that was the cool, the cool chick from uh, Grandma's Boy." I was like, "That's awesome!" Like, yeah,
0: yeah. I went back and watched Freaks and Geeks again after that. I'm like, "Oh, she just had different, different hair, and obviously was older, but um, she's good. I like her as an actress. So I, I think hopefully that, that movie will be good." And I yeah, did...
1: she was in Grain Book too. Yes. Oh, I wanted to watch it and... so bad. I missed
0: it. She was just recently. Oh, she was in a. I think a really bad uh, submarine movie with Gerard Butler, the uh, oh. hunter hunter killer. That was bad. That was a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I bought it on iTunes because I wanted to watch oh a submarine God. movie. <laughs> um. But uh, yeah. So Christian, that's your. Uh, that's your. Yeah, man. I want to see uh
2: see? men of letters.
0: Men of letters. Yeah. Uh, they, in the newer season that I saw. They do have, they do go into it, and they have the British chapter of the Men of Letters, and one of the main guys is actually the guy in the um, uh, State Farm commercial or whatever with uh, with uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's like his agent. I thought that was funny because he has a British <laughs> accent in the show, and now he's like the State Farm guy, and that's what everyone knows him from. But mm-hmm. um, it's okay. It's I, I want them to do more backstory and you know get back to their roots because I think that once you stray too far from the original formula of okay these guys are hunters fighting monsters then it gets a little crazy and you get all the you know super god powers and you know now people have angels in them and demon powers and it's getting to be too much calm down supernatural that's that's the moral <laughs> of the story <laughs> Maybe they'll get back to it by uh, season
1: 27 or
0: something like that.
1: Yeah, they got time. Yeah. CW's not <laughs> cutting them off anytime soon. CW is that one network where they really give space for shows that are very mediocre. Not saying Supernatural is, is mediocre. There's shows that are really good, but then there's a lot of shows that are kind of mediocre. I shouldn't be talking about it. I do after shows. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> hypothetically, but those shows would <laughs> be. I love those. Shows. I love CW. Yeah. CW. <laughs>
0: is the best the best uh yeah that's great yeah i and i think a lot of them you know like we were talking about suffer from the seasons one through maybe three great and then they should have stopped a long time ago i need to but now they're crossing over and uh they're all joining into one giant big show. yeah i need
2: to pick up on arrow and uh flash i'm so behind you
1: don't need to pick up on arrow you just need to pick up on the flash arrow
0: sucks yeah, I think, uh, yeah. The, I'll
1: say that. I've said that on my on the Flash after show enough times, so I can say that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't th- care for Arrow. I think
0: the Flash definitely um, has done a better job, especially with the multidimensional aspect of it and, you know, time travel. Um, it keeps it a little bit fresher, I think, than Arrow does. Like, okay, he's a guy with bow and arrow. Well, they, they gave him Batman's story.
1: That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. That, and as a huge yeah. Batman fan, I feel some type of way yeah, that he, I always called him—I basically called him a poor man's Batman. Yeah, I was just like, this guy's a poor man's Batman. And but it's, the thing is, he doesn't like he has such stunted emotional growth right. constantly. And at least Bruce Wayne actually grew a lot of times. You know, like mm-hmm. he had his arcs, but then he had his moments where he, there was actually—he was actually. Batman's actually very emotionally mature, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm like, so you, you got the whole brooding trope guy, but yeah. he's also stunted emotionally. And like him and Felicity, I mean, when they didn't, when they did that couple and just threw out, you know, romantic, his real romantic canon, I was just like, what is this? <laughs> like, who what is this Alicity thing you have, sir? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what is that? Now- when they killed off Canary, I was like, whoa.
0: Now to be fair <laughs> And for a minute I thought geez. they were gonna turn Felicity into Oracle too. Oh because of the Th- wheels they like flirted with that I think.
2: Now to be fair, yes. he's only compared he's only the poor Batman into because of Bruce Wayne's so much richer. But yeah, that's like, he's true. Not, he's not really <laughs> yeah,
0: he's only like a billionaire where Bruce Wayne is a multi billionaire. I believe
2: in oh, wow. out of all the comics, Batman is the richest.
0: I can see that. I mean, you know, the
2: Wayne's really. And the
1: DC, yeah. No, I Mm. think
2: both Marvel and DC. Oh, really? More than like Tony? I thought
1: Tony. Yeah, I was about to say, Tony? Isn't Tony richer than him?
0: I believe it's like just a little bit more. I don't know. Tony's doing something wrong. Then He's just throwing too many extravagant parties. That's the Maybe. problem. Is that Bruce <laughs> Wayne doesn't long. throw parties. He just sits alone <laughs> in a cave. I think Danny no, Rand's like Wayne, the He lower goes
1: end. to charity events. He yeah. goes to other people's exactly. Charity events. That's he's not putting him on. Scene. Him going to other people's charity. Yeah. Events.
0: yeah, that's what Stark does it wrong. He's he's throwing <laughs> he's all. He's throwing those the events. events. He's reaching into his own pocket a little too deep.
2: <laughs> I think it was the past years of the alcohol probably <laughs> Ooh, spent too yeah, much. Yeah, I drank, drank it too it much.
1: Yes.
0: All right, Charles, What's your nerdy confession?
1: God. I was just gonna, uh, you know, I am. I was a big fan of the Howard the Duck live action movie, and I've always liked that. And then I was very excited this past week when I heard they're gonna do an animated uh, version of him. So they're bringing him back. So I'm excited. And I told people they need to put some respect on the original guy, or the original starter of MCU. Even though, yeah, I, I think they they allowed that to be canon though, right? Yeah, like I in think Guardians of the Galaxy, because oh, he did make an appearance.
2: Right, yeah. I'm with you. I enjoyed Howard the Duck. I saw it as a kid. Yeah, I think that was
0: one of our earliest episodes. As you mentioned, your love
2: for that. I and I know it almost tanked. What's his name? Um, Lucas. You know that that's the movie that almost broke him like completely. George Lucas.
0: Yeah, he was involved in Howard the Duck yeah dude that's amazing <laughs> um <laughs> and they let him make star wars <laughs> That was <after laughs> well no he did yeah. star wars and then um they let him make more star wars after howard the duck <laughs> we should have seen it coming guys and
2: i don't know I, I again i saw it as a kid so you know like little you know duck I, running around i it thought like,
0: it was crazy that a movie like that got made but there were weird movies being made yeah it's the 80s Yeah, there's weird
1: stuff everywhere. We had Short Circuit in the 80s, which is such a wonderful film. It's so down five. Short Circuit. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You know what's crazy about Short Circuit is it was so amazing, and there hasn't really been a robot movie. As good as that, again. Uh,
1: They did did Short Circuit too. That's true. Came back. And then I felt like, you know, I felt in terms of heart, I thought Wally was pretty close. Yeah, I was just going to say that. It also
2: looked like him. I mean, they copied the eyes.
1: They totally did it the same. But, like, yeah, they had the same kind of, you know, emotional tie. Yeah, the binocular eye look, you know. Yeah,
0: got the audience, like, emotionally invested in a robot. Which is a hard thing to do, you know? The Terminator didn't do that very well until the second one. With the I guess Robocop up. wouldn't be a robot. I mean, he's he cyborg. Was, yeah, he was like a cyborg or something. Oh, And, and that was such do- a
1: violent movie. That wasn't really, like, <laughs> they true. weren't having too many heartfelt moments. Yeah,
0: I think they're doing a new Robocop, too. Isn't that right?
1: Another one? Re- they already did a remake. Dude, they're rebooting
2: the reboot?
0: Yeah, because the reboot was bad. It was PG-13, and it wasn't as cool as it should have been. They no. should have been doing crazy, like, Future Coke, And, you know, just (laughs) robot on robot crime. Milk
2: Plus, you know, just. uh...
0: Yeah. Well, that was what's funny about um, the original RoboCop is like it was set in the future according to the 80s. Yes. Could you
1: imagine? (laughs) Oh, my god! So,
0: like, all the cars were, like, giganto cars. I forget what the name of the car in that movie was, but they were always, like, broadcasting in the background. Yeah, but if we were to follow that formula, it would just be
2: dudes on their phones controlling, like. Like drones yeah yeah
0: exactly <laughs> one one thing that would be cool though, is if they expanded that already existing universe 80s. that they've created, yeah. kind of like Blade Runner did, Blade Runner did that too, where it was a very uh you know bleak future based on the reality of when it was originally made and written, and then, um in twenty forty nine they just continued it it 's not like they're like, oh, this is a brand new world where Blade Runner happens to take place now, it's still dark and gritty and overcapitalized. And I I thought that was a cool way of doing it. If they did that with a RoboCop, we'd have a good RoboCop again. (laughs) But, um,
2: anyway, as long as they do the claymation of the, the big, Oh Oh, yeah. That thing creeped me out as a kid. The big robot. I I forgot what 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 it was called.
0: Like it was like the TK one hundred and one or something like that. Whatever
2: it was, but like that whole robotic thing. Yeah. I thought,
0: I thought that made it look creepier. Um, having the actual like puppetry and stuff of it i thought that was pretty cool (laughs) yeah um i think they
1: had toys of that movie it's so crazy how violent that movie was and they were like total like toys and things of it too
0: i think that's that's one thing that's really funny is that i thinking back to my childhood and some of the toys i had like i had all these terminator toys when i was a young young kid yeah and um it's weird for me to think about that because like Terminator going back and watching the first and second one, those movies are super violent. Mm-hmm. And if I'm a if I'm a little kid playing with toys of it, I'm obviously too young to be watching that movie. Yeah, see parents back then didn't
2: care about the violence. They just cared if you saw a pair of boobs then or sex, then yeah. they covered your eyes. And That's you know.
0: true.
1: It, well, that's still the same today in cinema. They will do a lot of, they will uh, approve a lot of violence, but let some girl be getting like, what was it? What was it? Blue? It was some movie with Ryan Reynolds and not Ryan Reynolds, uh, the other Ryan. The one La La Land. Gosling. Ryan Gosling and I think Michelle Williams and the scene was he was supposed to go down on her or something like that and they were like you can't show that like, and it was like but there's people getting their heads blown off in this film and this other film but yeah that woman being pleasured no no
0: no, no no no, no. <laughs> <That's ridiculous. laughs> yeah, I, wonder, yeah I, I remember hearing about that and I and that brings into question the whole uh, was it M- MPAA or what's the the movie uh ratings board oh and I yeah don't know. I, I mean you know it's so ridiculous that having you know all this gratuitous violence can still get a pg-13 rating mm-hmm. and have all these younger kids see it and then you know you're right like one thing that that's you know not even that bad in the grand scheme of things no. you know what i mean
2: like they're not going to go and try that later
0: well they sh- i mean <laughs> would it be the worst if they did you no know, no i, mean, I agree it's, i mean <laughs> That's uh, definitely a safer way of going about, you know. Then shooting sex. up
1: a school or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Hey. <laughs> yeah, maybe that guy would be a little bit calmer, <laughs> a little more relaxed, <laughs> yeah, a little more relaxed.
1: <laughs> well, you know, you, have, you know, the American society, we ha it's such a weird relationship with like sexuality and sensuality yeah. in our country, in the history of our country. It's really, yeah, it comes from that
0: like that. Protestant background where you know. Yeah. We don't talk about that stuff. That's private life, but then also we're in the wild West. So guns are awesome. You know?
1: Yeah. Guns are great. You got to have guns. Everyone, children should know how to shoot by the age of 10, but I mean, I mean, let them know about the birds and the bees, please. Like no, yeah.
2: ask your
0: teacher, ask your ask teacher about that. Yeah, I know that's, it's kind of, and I think movies are a cool way of kind of, uh, you know, observing that culture because, you know, it's so, it's so blown out of proportion in movies where we can take a look at that and kind of realize like, oh, maybe we should uh, take a look at our society and reevaluate what's important. And well, what's- I mean, look at horror
2: films like like yep. you know, all the kids who were dying were the
0: ones who were about to have
2: sex. You know, it's like they were totally like they don't
0: do that, you know, or else the guy with oh, the machete yeah. is going to come get you. And- that does make sense, too. Yeah, I never I never thought of it that way. There, it it's some- always the teens who were having <laughs> sex who got killed. first. Yeah, they were the first ones to go. Yep.
1: Well, you know, it was one of these tropes with the final girls where a lot of the time they had to be the virginal type. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, they, they couldn't have sex or whatever like that. We didn't get that subverted until, like, Scream. Or more so, I felt like it was probably subverted in some other films before Scream, but Scream was where it actually said it out loud. Where it yeah. was like, you know, you can't have sex in any film because, you know, that's how you're going to die. You can't drink, can't do drugs. Yeah. And it was just... And, I mean, I know, like, even looking at some horror you know, for, uh, people who, I'm losing, my, my, like, uh, what I want to say, but, um, you know, like, the people who were like, Wes Craven, John Carpenter, mm-hmm. others or whatever, it wasn't like they intentionally did that, though. It was really weird how that worked. I mean, maybe it was like, sub, yeah, in their minds subconscious too, society, decisions.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, like, oh, if the girl showed her boobs, you knew she was dying in the film. You yeah, know, exactly. it's very weird how that, that works, you know. Yeah, I just learned,
2: I just learned that term too, final girl, because I watched, um, Horror noir, which anyone who has Shudder should go watch. It was it was great, but mm, I was like, shout oh. out to Shudder. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a great documentary. Um, and yeah, that's why I learned the term "final girl." I was like, oh yeah, it, it, it didn't dawn on me. Like they, the ones that were about to have sex
0: always do die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what did you think of the movie Cabin in the Woods? That kind of you know examined some of these tropes and like the the scary movie genre almost. Did you watch that one?
1: I did. I didn't finish it. I, I liked the way I liked the way Scream did it better than oh, okay. that. I think that was like too on the nose for me. And I was just like, you know, it was one of the early ones with Chris Hemsworth, so I appreciated that. But I was also just like, I get what they're doing, but I just it didn't grab me okay. as well as like I I love meta too, you know, yeah. as someone who loves horror films. Like I love meta when they actually break the wall and like kinda look at you in a way, but it uh, wasn't as engaging as it could have been. Maybe because I'd already seen it with Scream. Maybe I was just yeah. kind of like, yeah, meta. Yeah, Scream,
0: <laughs> Scream, I think, was definitely, you know, there would be no Cabin in the Woods without, without Scream. Yeah. Um, but I, I I did like some of the surprises that were in it, especially when they get into the underneath. Well, I, I don't know. I love
2: Cabin in the Woods. I love the yeah. fact that, like.
0: I thought it was also more of a, like, horror comedy, too. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. It got, I
2: wouldn't, it got I wouldn't, crazy. I wouldn't call it a horror film. But, but it was it kind of played about on horror themes, horror yeah, themes yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. of like you know the sacrifices of like it kind of it makes like yeah. it tries to make sense of horror movies like this is the formula and why it's the formula in right yeah I thought that was I thought that was kind of cool
0: yeah it, the final whole final girl the virginal girl at the end kind of re- that's what reminded me of that Right, right. right. They're basically sacrificing it to some crazy god at the yeah. end. Yeah, I mean, are you gonna watch it? Because oh, end... I just kind of ruined it. Well, <laughs> oh
1: no, I, I already read like the plot and everything in yeah. the ending because I knew I wasn't gonna revisit it. Because
2: well, I loved that part. It was, oh, you, no, know, was you know, because you know Also, like the mermaid. That was oh a yeah, the mermaid was fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> uh, it would be a ridiculous fucking monster yeah, yeah, in a cabin. Exactly. Um But at the end, where it's like where you you know what normal horror movies would end, and you know like what normally someone would pick and they're just kind of like fuck it we're not going to do it we're not going to fall into your formula yeah so i thought i thought that was a yeah, colliding it it's
0: kind of interesting i thought i thought it was a, a interesting take and and i was caught off guard which is the best way to see a movie when you go in expecting one thing and then it turns into something different I, we talked about it on uh, the episode that didn't get recorded. We we don't
2: have to repeat the whole thing, but with Hereditary, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, with... I was
0: gonna say with *Dust Till Dawn*, where I thought it was a bank robbing <laughs> movie for like five oh, yeah. years, <laughs> and then and then I just never watched it all the way through. And then at the end, all of a sudden, vampires start showing up. I'm like, what? And there's another hour of the movie left. Yeah, you know, I that's, like movies like
2: that. That's actually one of, I, I fucking I love from *Dust Till Dawn*. I wish, I wish someone would make a really good video game out of it. It doesn't cool. even don't even follow the story. Yeah. Just be stuck in a bar where you have to survive against all these vampires. Here's your weapon. Go for it.
0: Did you watch the TV show?
2: Yeah. Was it not
0: good? Yeah, yeah. What, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a, a, a huge trend that we've been seeing more and more is taking movies and turning them into TV shows. And, you know, if it's done right, I I, I don't if it's done problems. right. Yeah. but But there's so many of them. There's, you know, there's the lethal weapon thing, which I didn't. I didn't know that was a show. (laughs) Yeah, but *Lethal Weapon* apparently is another another one that didn't make it past season three or four, without someone quitting or something crazy. Um, Yeah, they
1: fired the guy. I think after season two or something.
0: Yeah, like the guy who played uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's character. Yeah, he quit because him and uh, Damon Wayans.
1: Yeah, Damon. Damon
0: Wayans, Wayans, right? Um, Didn't get along very well. So. Well, he was fired. Oh yeah, he he. I I heard he (laughs) was. Damon
1: Wayans quit. He's Damon Wains. Oh, okay. Quit afterwards. He Damon Wayne's quit that the, show now? Yeah, well, that was the news like right after it premiered this recent season. He was like he was tired of the long hours. He was and getting stuff too like
0: old for this shit.
1: <laughs> right, basically, right? The irony.
0: Yeah. That's just a promotion for the next season. He's <laughs> getting too old for this shit, and then it's like season six. <laughs> um, but uh, uh yeah, they've done that a lot, and I didn't even realize some of the shows like Limitless is now a, 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 a what? T- yeah, Limitless is a TV show. Is that the teleportation one? No, that's the one where uh, Bradley Cooper takes oh, a pill. and gets pill, really pill. I was
2: thinking about the one with the terrible Vader guy. What's his name? That's Ooh.
1: still on. I thought that Limitless got that's on CBS, right? I thought that got cut off.
0: Maybe it does. I don't watch. It. I don't. I never <laughs> yeah. watched that TV uh, that show because I saw the movie and I'm like, man, eh, it's okay. And then they made they made a like a unofficial second movie of that called Lucy with. Uh, What's her name? Um, Scarlett Johansson. I didn't watch that. I, I had a gut feeling. I was like, that's going to not it, be good. <laughs> it looked like a uh, an Akira movie that wasn't as good as Akira. Yeah. I think that was probably it.
2: Which they're going to make and cast Scarlett Johansson as exactly all the characters.
0: <laughs> right. Unofficial sequel to Ghost in the Shell. She's going
2: to play all the Japanese people.
0: You know... Say what you will about Ghost in the Shell. It definitely should have been a Japanese person, but that movie was actually kind of cool. I I've it.
2: I've never watched the anime, so oh, okay. I, I
0: can't I can't compare
2: it, so I won't. Uh, I did watch the movie. Uh, it was okay. I mean,
1: I watched the anime. I I refuse to watch her, so I boycotted it. I was one of those people. Yeah, <laughs> I was hey. like no, I can't see any That's right cool. now. I don't know. I I love
0: me some Scarlett Johansson, and I and they, I, but I think they really should have. You know, I forget I, I, the. I always remember her as the major, but whatever her last name is is super Japanese. And uh, well, and they tried Scarlett to Johansson. they tried to fix it by, by saying it's like her consciousness, like in her a the previous, white robot lady
2: body. Yeah, they took a Japanese person, and put it in a Caucasian body. That was their fix, and I was like, oh, mm, mm.
0: yeah, I don't know. I I definitely don't think that's the way the movie industry should go. They should not. You know, we're it's 2019. We should be more as inclusive as possible i like i like the idea of the new aladdin movie where they went out of their way to find okay i know what you're thinking first of all <laughs> i didn't think i didn't say anything We'll we'll approach the will smith genie in the room later but but uh they they went out of their way to to find people of middle eastern descent actors who could play the part so it's yeah. not just like people like me Playing Aladdin, you know, a uh, you know Sultan of Arabia, um, and then yeah, Will although Smith. you do kind of look like the king. Let's be <laughs> yeah. honest. A little oh bit. come on, <laughs> I would love that puffy hat that he had, but
1: uh, I think it was white actors that played the voices of him Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the in the Disney one,
0: absolutely. And then, but you know, I think that you know them making an effort in movies like that is the way it should be headed. I mean, there's obviously a huge pool of talented actors and actresses out there who are not being utilized because we keep going back to the Scarlett Johansson's of the world kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. But then Will Smith should never be the genie. That's all I have to say about that movie.
1: I yep. felt like he could have been because, you know, Robin Williams was the voice of it. Yes. And that was also like an iconic, you know, Ray mean, kind of iconic person, and you really yeah. associate him with the genie. I think they could have done that with Will Smith too. I just, there was just something about, maybe it was the marketing, maybe it was the buildup of, I,
0: I the character design didn't, just didn't look. Yeah, very the character
1: good. design, and I just, I just felt I, I did a actual uh, on my on my horror YouTube channel. I did a uh, trailer reaction of because I was like, well, this is probably something that's gonna like terrify us, like watching this with Will Smith. And it was, I, the first thing I thought was, I just didn't think we needed a live action one. It's thank one of those things with Cash Cow. Thank it's you. like you. didn't. Thank need a live-action Aladdin. I mean, right. I'm still on the fence about the Lion King one, but only but I, only reason why I'm okay with it, sort of, because they did that with the Jungle Book and it looked decent. So yeah. I was like, well, maybe this Lion King one might look okay because they're all animals and stuff, right. but I just, I, I'm i not a big fan of live-action. I just, think they should do the Spider-Man in the spi- into the Spider-Verse thing with a lot of the animated ones. Like, just upgrade the animation. Right. Like, that's where I'm at right now.
2: See? I have a lot of hardcore. I love Disney. I'm not as hardcore as a lot of my friends, but a lot of them was like, "Well, you have like when you saw I saw the trailer and I was like, "Mm," like I don't know." And they were getting they were getting mad at me. It's like, what you don't want Disney to make things? You don't want to make you don't want to see them live action. I was like, no, I don't. Because you
0: roll. old, Disney's going to continue making things whether we want them to or not. (laughs)
2: Right? Well, my thing is like. Aladdin was perfect as it was. It like, was we yeah. why do we need a rem- a live action remake? yeah, I was like there was nothing wrong with
0: it, and like it's just it just it looks not great. I think there's movies that can benefit from a live action retelling of it um but not every single movie should be that either. Well, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of Beauty and the Beast the live action nothing like, Did we not I wasn't
1: him? a big fan of that either, but once again, that was a character design thing. I could not I did not like the way Beast came out. I was like, why does he look so CGI with yeah. everyone? <laughs> like you could have like they could have done like practical effects. Like there was literally a beast TV series back in the day, Ron and that Perlman. dude had on and that Shout out to Ron looked, Perlman. <laughs> Ron Perlman, right? was, that was, and it, that, that was him. right, and that looked fine. I was like, why didn't they just like do? There's sp- like, I love practical effects makeup way better than I like CGI. I, oh, I yes. hate when cgi is in horror films most of the time so this is because, why we can
2: hang out because i love practical effects too yeah
1: exactly. yeah i love practical effects, and i'm just like you had the perfect opportunity to really create but maybe it would have looked too scary maybe because they were going for like i don't know i just felt like they did the cgi and he looked really cartoony and yeah. i was like why didn't you do a practical effects beast <laughs> like you had the perfect opportunity
0: yeah i think the <laughs> that practical the the perfect combination is like you know using practical effects for the stuff that People need to interact with on screen, and then you know CGing the the edges of everything. Jurassic Park. One of the reasons it still holds up so well is that it was a combination of of the two. Yeah. Um, I think that you know if you kind of you know like for the Beast, I actually never saw that movie. I, it's it was on my list. Sorry to cut you off, but also to be <laughs> fair, it's
2: Jeff Goldblum's chest is also what made Ooh, Jurassic Park so good. amazing. Uh
0: yes. Fun side fact: uh, <laughs> one of my best friends, Thomas, who used to live here with me. Uh, his uncle was the guy who gets eaten off the toilet in that movie. Oh, nice! Yeah. Really? Yeah. We should. Did you ever ask him <laughs> what the inside nice. of that T Rex smells like? <laughs> no, I, I did not. I've
2: you never should, met his should, uncle. We're gonna revisit that later.
1: But I um, actually rewatched Jurassic Park recently, like this past week. I actually did a whole Twitter thing about Jeff Goldblum's chest because I was watching it.
0: Yeah, it's so good, and uh, I love the gifs. You see gifs, whatever, however you want to say. It. <laughs> uh we won't touch that one but i love i love those uh online where you see and it's it's alan grant on the breathing triceratops, oh, yeah. but it's on jeff goldblum's chest, chest. yeah, yeah it's so i hate good. that one it's so good
1: <laughs> i love it. it's so funny because it
2: gets in the way of jeff goldblum's chest
1: yeah yes it blocks my view <laughs> yeah. i'm just like what is this move yeah. man. life move finds a way though yep.
0: <laughs> life finds a way yeah but anyway yeah it's a funny it's a funny claim to fame that my friend thomas has yeah that was my uncle and then recently <laughs> yes, they had on right. uh jimmy kimmel to give him an award of someone getting eating off eating uh, off the toilet so that's pretty cool to see him on there too
1: it's always great when you when we can remember those people who play these characters that we might not know their name off the right. bat or something like that but it's like they are like forever ingrained because of that iconic moment in the movie yeah. you know or the show
0: exactly right. you know it's it's so funny that um and he's done a bunch of stuff too he's in miami vice the tv show for quite some time and and he's done a bunch of a little character roles but you can't like, get out of that t-rex man <laughs> that that scene was so iconic you're like well it is and it then is a very he's like you when you gotta go you gotta go it's it's
2: <laughs> it's the turning point of the movie where it goes from like oh this family friendly park where you get to see dinosaurs are like oh shit there's some real danger like yeah, someone just got eaten that's
0: true yeah that he is i think he is the first one that you like, really see Get Eaten, aside yeah. from the guy in the raptor kitchen. It, it was it.
2: also pretty vicious.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> yeah. So good. Man, Jurassic Park. That's it, was, lo- it
1: still holds up. It holds up so well.
2: Yeah,
0: I love it. Um, so, now, obviously, you're, you're a huge fan of horror movies, and, um, you know, you do all sorts of reviews and stuff. If someone's trying to get into hor- the horror genre in general, what would be some of the top movies you would kind of suggest for them? What would be a good starting point?
1: Well, you know, I, I w- I guess, I would wonder what their sensibilities are first, because some, you know, there's so many subgenres yeah. of horror. Like, it's not a monolith, so it's like, you know, are you into the gore? Are you into more psychological? Things of that nature. Uh, my fa one of my favorite franchises, is uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. So that's a given for me with Freddy and stuff. Now, so is it I the tot- remake
0: or the the original? No, that remake's terrible, Christian. <laughs> oh, Everyone yeah, says. Is- <laughs> oh, was it? No. Yeah, that wouldn't be anyone's favorite of the <laughs> I just, I just, I just know someone
2: that liked it. That was all. All right,
0: yeah, guys. That was, that's weird. <laughs> full honesty, full disclosure. Uh, I said that movie was good on the episode that we. Didn't record, uh, so on I'll the come clean.
1: Side of the podcast, yeah.
2: I think that's what I think. Cody just deleted it on purpose, yeah. So know. That wasn't out there.
0: <laughs> Too much incriminating evidence. I had to throw it back in there. Uh, but no, I do like the first one the best. That is, I, I think I said that one was on the great.
1: Episode. I think the third one is where it kind of got rejuvenated because that's when Wes Craven came back. A lot of people say it claimed it turned in more to an action kind of horror movie, besides mm-hmm. like the psychological. But I'm a person. I'm one of those people who I think horror is. Like, it's not a monolith, like I said, but you can have, like, horror romance, horror action, and it's still very much a horror picture. It doesn't have to be just, like, a ghost or something right. or, or, like, you know, some monster, even if there is action sequ- sequences. Mm-hmm. So, I would, you know, I recommend uh, Fr- uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. And then my second fave franchise is Friday the 13th franchises, and there's hit and misses in those. I tend to like practically all of them. Um, I'm one of those people that I was actually a fan of Jason X. I enjoyed Ooh. that movie when he went. The it got real meta, and I love that. I was yeah. like, they are so self-aware of this franchise. It's awesome. Um, is that, that the
0: one where he went to space, or is yes. that called Jason in Space? No, I thought ten. No, was Jason to space. X, Jason that's, X that's is reason. the one
1: in space. Yeah, yeah,
2: I like that one. So I thought when I was watching the movies, like first off, I felt like I feel like like this is something that was made for TV. Like it, it didn't, looks
1: like it a little bit, yeah, yeah.
2: and but. <laughs> I could not stop laughing when they put him in the simulator and he grabbed the kid <laughs> in the sleeping bag and was slamming her on the tree. I was laughing that so was hard. Good. And people were looking at it was like like
1: I was crazy, like that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. No, it was genius. It was like, Oh, we need to distract him. Give a simulation of him being at yeah. Crystal Lake. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> just like and the girls are like playing along, we're gonna have premarital sex. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it they show so the booths and I was like, this is perfect. That is exactly, for whatever reason, because that is what Jason ended up going after in every film. Someone was having sex. Jason, like, sensed it. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, oh. The ultimate cock block. drinking. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> That's and, um, yeah, so I love the Jason. So those two are my fave monsters, but if I – I also like the the It miniseries. I think Ten uh, Perry, as, you know, um, Pennywise in the original, awesome. is great. Haunted, something... haunted many people's
0: dreams. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I that's one of my favorites as well. I watch that when cleaning the house and stuff, along with Nightmare round Street and stuff. But that's something I can just play in the background. I'm not afraid of clowns like some people are, so I I don't mind. Yeah, me neither.
0: Just that clown, nice. that that particular <laughs> one. Um, <laughs> but uh, so uh, I, I think we talked a little bit about this before. But what what are your thoughts on the new It uh, movies? Now the second one's coming out this
1: year or next year? It should be this year. This, this, year. this year. Yeah, chapter two is this year. Um, I think I like the first one. Uh, chapter one. Um uh, I do think it gave me more of a maybe a darker tinged Goonies feel mm-hmm. than an actual yeah, and I love The Goonies. That was like, that's one of my favorite movies. Like, I've watched that every couple of months. I For whatever reason, I really like that film. Well, but,
2: 80s Kids on Bikes is really in right now. Yeah, I mean, Stranger, that's- right? Stranger that's- Things. Stranger Things, right? Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, I mean it- the 80s is such a great decade because yeah. there was just so much like, you know, there were just so many films that were just really well, in were terms more- of characterization and stuff. And yeah. it, had, it gave itself space to tell a story, which we don't get. As much nowadays, it's all the glitz and the glam of it, but a lot of times the editing just, you lose that heart, you know? You lose right. those quiet moments sometimes in films these days. I know, I sound like a geezer saying that, like, back in the 80s. <laughs> back like, in the good old you know, days. Like, I wasn't born, like, in the late 80s. I totally was, so I don't remember. I watched most of it when it came on TV, network television. But, yeah. um yeah, I just, yeah, I... Um, I what, what, what were we just talking about? The <laughs>
0: uh, it movie, kids on bikes.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, was, I got eighties nostalgia. Yeah, uh, it's but easy. It's yeah, so it, good. Had, it had a very it had a very Goonies vibe to it, and I yep. am I, I, I like the opening scene with Georgie because they didn't do that in the miniseries. Because in the book, he they really do talk about him ripping off. His, right. You know, spoiler if, if if people haven't seen it, so it was great. Movie. that they, Show that because that wasn't the case in the miniseries because it was like TV movies, so they just showed him opening his mouth. Right. But after that, I mean, I don't, I just didn't think he was as scary uh, a Pennywise as Tim Curry's Pennywise, yeah. and he had all the special effects and stuff. But that just once again goes to show you, special effects and things don't can't replace a certain vibe. You know what right.
2: I thought was what I thought. I was like, that is some amazing CG when they did with his eye. Oh, yeah. And that was like, oh, that was really creepy, and that, that's a good use of CG. And then I looked it up. I was like, holy shit, that no, was really the weird, actor. Yeah. He has a weird, lazy eye. He has to focus for his eye not to do yeah, that.
3: Just, whoop.
2: And apparently the director didn't ask him to do it. He just did it. And the director was like, oh, my God, use that yeah. during the scene. So I like that. No, that was- oh,
1: he was it's like he's a great actor he's actually in uh Stephen King's Hulu series yeah, as well the... um you know so he's you know he's a great actor I think his yes, older yes. brother is the guy that was in True Blood yep. Yes, he is. Yes. and stuff so you know he's cool and I definitely it's, I it wasn't one of those things where I was like no one like that Nightmare on Elm Street remake where I was like why is this guy why is that not Robert England? I wasn't like that yeah but in terms of this one I I think it was the whole vibe of it. Maybe it just got too much. There was maybe too much lightheartedness in the chapter one that the miniseries didn't have. The miniseries felt a lot darker.
0: Yeah. I think, I think uh, one thing is that I've noticed from that first, uh, the first movie is that um, because uh, there's so much of that, you know, just kids being kids kind of thing that you, the, all the Pennywise stuff, you know, we're waiting for it, and we're waiting for it so much that when it finally comes, it's like it's a bit underwhelming. I, yeah. I I would have liked if it was as intense as that first scene. Throughout the rest of the movie, there was a couple of cool parts here and there, but like he really wasn't as scary as I wanted it to be. You know, I I wanted yeah. it to be- I wanted a couple of was, jump scares and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: he was more in the background of things. I remember one scene where something was happening, the kid was getting bullied, and he was just kind of in the bushes eating arms. Yeah. And I yeah, was like, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: what you know, like- I, I saw it twice, and there was... Um, <laughs> the first time I saw it, you know, I watched and I was like, oh, that was cool. The second time, if it's a movie I like, I'll go watch it a second time and try to watch background stuff to, to make sure I didn't miss anything. But there are a couple stuff that adults are doing that's a little off-putting, like... There was one um, where the kid was in the library, and he sees a little bit of Pennywise. And if you look at the background, and it's not focused, there's a
1: weird woman moving in the background. Yes. I actually, the first time I saw it, I I thought that was going to turn into something. I was like, "What is that? What is that?" Yeah. and, and it, no, it, nothing happened. I was like, "Oh, was I just see? Was I cut?" It was very. I did like.
2: I did like that. It was very subtle, and it was a little off putting. I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> like what is she?" Because it almost looks like she's staring dead
0: at yeah. me too. And that yeah. like, that extra got fired. She did a great job. All right, of we got the one take. I guess that's fine. But get that lady out of here. She did a great job of creeping me out. I felt a little unsettled <laughs> in the theater. <laughs>
1: of creepiness i wanted that stuff where it's like you're kind of questioning your own senses right in a way and i don't know i just felt like it was more like i said like more goonies with uh pennywise kind of making appearances throughout right that's what it felt like and i i'm actually hoping chapter two because it's the adults maybe that's what they're gonna rev up with yeah that because you know people actually die and things of that nature that they'll play it a little bit more sinister in the Two. And guys, I, make I sure to read so. the
2: book too because the book is really good. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a lot of creepy stuff. The, <laughs> the good, uh, the kids, the the bullies that they deal with, like Are way they were way crazier and creepy, and that was another element of scariness that these kids had to deal with. Yeah. And I understand why in the movie they didn't do a lot of the stuff that yeah, it like would the kid, be really like bad. The
0: little kid gangbang at the end. Well, that was <laughs> like Stephen
1: King. That's how they bonded. you're crazy.
0: <laughs> That
2: I was their a... crossing
0: over from childhood to
1: adulthood. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: right?
1: I, was like, I, don't I guess. guess. You uh, like okay. Again, yeah,
0: sure, Ste- Stephen King. King was caught up in the eighties. You know,
2: well, he at the time he was an alcoholic, and you and know, he wrote super drunk, coked drunk out. and yeah, and you know.
0: I, I speaking of Stephen King, I read a funny interview about him. Why, like, they asked him why he doesn't like direct anymore because he directed Maximum Overdrive um oh is that the one that, with the green goblin uh with the trucks with the, yeah yeah and i think it was emilio estevez wasn't it was yeah the yeah, main guy? yeah.
2: The, the main truck was the green goblin and yeah. i just remember like why is the green goblin in a truck but whatever
0: uh and <laughs> apparently everyone was saying that Stephen king was doing like so much cocaine and so drunk the entire t- filming of that movie that that's why it turned into such a crazy shit show that it is <laughs> and, and he's like yep yeah, yeah i definitely don't handle direct the responsibility of directing movies uh very well. So I, I leave that to the professional. Did
2: ones. he also direct the Super Mario Brothers live action? Because that, that's that, that was a great movie. That movie
1: was perfect.
0: It was perfect. That and never was right. a
1: great movie. I don't. It, I feel like it's underrated.
2: I do too. Like <laughs> you what, know, they were writing the script day
0: of shooting. I can were see they? that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I guess I could get that vibe. I liked the movie. I thought that was. I <laughs> I, I,
0: it. I loved John Leguizamo in it. That was awesome, and then um, I I loved the like the underworld that they created like it was so cool <laughs> and the little goombas with their heads right oh my
1: that God. was great and <laughs> the steamed
0: vegetables and stuff oh, it was so funny and the slime or the the fungus right where it's making the little mushrooms because he was a mushroom king <laughs> i really like that movie and i think i it, did too i think it's completely- you know what
2: that is your temple of doom for me
0: yeah i do not like temple of doom that's mm, that's a okay. weird thing that people fight me on a lot but i do not like that I don't know
1: if i've seen that I don't know
0: if i've seen temple of doom indiana Tom jones Reaper. the second one the
1: second oh edition. indiana jones okay i don't i just know indiana jones is that one two three? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I never know the subtitle it's the <laughs> one
2: with short round
0: yeah
1: dr jones okay. that one okay
2: so okay. that's one of my favorite movies that it's cody hates it's so the worst now, movie i <laughs>
1: Like I think it's a, my uh, I have a roommate who she's really into the Indiana Jones here. I think it's okay. I thought it was fine. Yeah,
0: I, I, think I just it. think it's it, it's it's very different from the rest of the series. And I think you know. Oh,
2: and Crystal Skull was just like it's <laughs> closer.
0: It's closer to the rest of the series than Temple of Doom was. Um, but I, I think that that's what kind of killed it for me was that you know you go from Raiders with Lost Ark, which is w- one of my favorite movies of all time. And then you go to Temple of Doom, and it was just like such a different like feel to it and a different you know look to it, and he's fighting weird like you know People. spiritualists, I don't know it was very <laughs> it was strange. going
2: after the lost Ark, which was also <laughs> spiritual stuff, yeah, yeah. but it,
0: it's it's on a grander scale kind of thing. I don't know it just it, it seemed very weird to me, um and I did not See, like short what round. I'm learning
2: is that you respect the judeo christian gods, you don't
0: respect the Hindu gods personally. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe that's it. Maybe that was just a garbage movie. You know, I, for a
2: long time, I saw that movie as a kid. And for a long time, I was like, I'm never going to eat Indian food. I didn't know they ate bugs and baby snakes. I'm like, I'm not. Monkey brains. brains.
0: And then it wasn't until later on. I was like, oh, curry is delicious. Here's a fun fact, too, is that movie actually takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Is it? Yep. It's actually uh, like a a prequel. Yeah, it's a year or two before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, hmm. Which is also weird because when weird stuff starts happening in Temple of Doom or in Raiders of the Lost Ark, he's like, "I don't believe in any of this spiritual, you know, mumbo jumbo." Meanwhile, he saw someone take a heart out Meanwhile, of someone's chest, <laughs> yeah, and it bursts into flame, and you know, yeah, so very interesting. Dan Aykroyd had a, a brief uh, line in Temple of Doom too. What I know a lot about it, I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the in the beginning, when uh, they're putting uh uh. uh them on the airplane, you know. he's, yes. he's the guy walking with them. You can totally hear Dan Aykroyd's voice. Oh, I'm going to have to rewatch it. Give me new Don't reason. rewatch it. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy my facts and move on. <laughs> um so uh yeah, I you know, I would say, you know, I really uh I did like um Nightmare on Elm Street and I I, I do like the uh Friday the 13th movies. One of the like horror subgenres that I really always enjoyed is both possession type movies and then I really liked this might be bad. I, I don't know if I should say it. <laughs> nope, say it. I really liked the prophecy with Christopher Walken. Like I
1: like the prophecy. Okay, Christopher good. Walken. I love his little speeches. He's like, You know why you have that clef on your yeah, chin? Because I did listen <laughs> I was like, That's that's oh, Oscar. You, not I, an Oscar for this movie? you
0: can't you can't watch that scene and not go, Oh my god, he's right. right
1: like oh my
0: god yeah i, I really like those movies that
1: was such a great role i think i think mostly i just remember him yeah in it for both part but yeah my dude actually um svu is in there too isn't he yeah isn't i think he? he plays like one of the other angels <laughs> he had the hair, yeah yeah chris
0: chris maloney yeah i think so i think that's him
1: wasn't he in one of the prophecies i'm pretty he sure of, he was like the he was one of the cops wasn't he See, mm, I, see, I
0: don't know
1: now. and this is. I'm I, gonna rewatch those. Now I'm gonna Moses. I'm gonna
2: be terrible because I get prophecy mixed up with the one, um, uh, with the other one. It's a demon who jumps into other people's bodies. Ooh, uh, fallen, fallen, yes, fallen. Which was also
1: good. very good. That's the one with Denzel Washington. Yeah, and that's when he sings that song. Time is always on my sh- side. Yes, and I love that. No, that that was great, and I just I like
2: that one
3: a
1: lot. That was a great.
2: It was a great. Like twist because it didn't it didn't start off like it's going to feel like a supernatural thing. Right. And it eases you in into it. it yeah, doesn't... if you had
0: only watched the first half of that one, then you would have been like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, it's oh, like, like, like it's a Dust cult. It's, on. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, it's just a cult
2: of these people who are doing Oh, like... you
0: know what? It wasn't the SVU guy. It's Elias Kotias who played uh, Casey Jones in the Ninja Turtle movie.
1: Ah, uh, okay.
0: But he looks very, very, very similar.
1: Okay. I thought they were the same person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they they're pretty close. If he if he needs like some stunt work, they could definitely
1: switch off between the mm. two of them. Okay,
2: but uh, um, so I'm curious. I want to ask you a question because uh, I really liked it follows. I don't know how you feel about.
1: I didn't. I, I you actually mentioned. I think you mentioned that to me on Twitter or something, yeah. right? Where I was talking about sharing in misery with people, <laughs> and I think what. It fought, like had the thing where they're like sharing STDs or something it's like it's of, evil STD. Yeah, that's like that, a
0: paranormal it, STD.
1: That that skis me out. I <laughs> there's just I've got my limits and I.
2: Just, well, have you have you seen it? Have you seen the whole thing?
1: I haven't seen it. I hear it's good. I just the plot line is not my cup of tea. Ah, uh,
2: see, and that's uh, that that is one of those movies like you don't want to know the plot line beforehand. You just you just watch it. That's uh, most movies for me. I don't really want
0: <laughs> to know. I would
1: say. I like to know because I'm a story ner- narrative nurse. Like- so I want to know what the premise is.
0: Oh, uh, Okay, so I, w- just, I would say just a taste of it. Give it a
2: try, try mm. your best. <laughs> it was, it was. I haven't
0: watched that one either, but I, I like really original takes. Like you know, I do like. I do like something that, that hasn't really been done before, like some new. Like I like if, if
2: you take an idea of something like like I don't know, like a vampire, but you do something new with it. Like with True Blood, what I liked about it is like if you drink vampire blood, if you're human you drink vampire blood, it does something to you makes It makes you stronger. It's like, oh that's cool, that's that's adding to the, the myth or the lore. Expanding it, on it. Yeah, you know, adding something to it, not just a remake. With it follows like I don't wanna ruin it, you should watch it, but it's um there is an Entity that's involved, yeah, and yes, it you it'll follow you, and if you have sex with someone, it'll follow that person. And it's like, well, what what do you do? You know, like you don't want to die, but you also don't want to, yeah. you know, screw it's kind someone of a else. Interesting over. Uh, moral dilemma. So I don't know. I I, I and there's also I don't want to get. I see your face. <laughs> it,
0: it just ends with a guy right. fucking a cantaloupe. Yeah, right. That <laughs> poor so poor right. cantaloupe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's really cool. I was reading about the because um, I've noticed when you're watching the film, there's some certain inconsistencies. And I was like, wait, that there doesn't make sense. And this there doesn't make sense. Like, I wonder why he did that. Because there's parts where it seems like it's an 80s movies. And there's part where it seems like it's um, it was shot today. And it's the movie's based on his nightmare where he has certain nightmares like where things get switched up so you're not oh. sure what is real, what isn't, if you're dreaming, if you're not dreaming. I was like, Oh, that's kinda cool. So it's like you're confusing the Does the, that
0: play into like the plot of the movie or is it just a weird design choice? It's kind of it's <laughs> How it <would> was <laughs> like everyone's wearing like corduroy all of a sudden. <laughs> And then, you know, no one a, ever mentions it. Then You're someone
2: like, a bowler hat. I don't know. I, I really liked it. I, th- I thought it was I thought it was cool. I would say try it.
1: You, know, you Yeah, could try. I'm going to mm-hmm. check it out just All to right. see if I noticed that. Stuff. It. That's it's a hell no, bunch but that's that okay. <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, because I did, once I found out what kind of like the gist of it was or the angle, the whole idea, because we were just talking about it, right? Like the whole question of sex with movies right. and, and things like that. I, I like when there's a when it's tackled, but I always worry. It's the same reason why I don't necessarily do, like, revenge horror, like the whole mm-hmm. thing where the girl gets raped and then she, like, kills everyone, and people think that's, like, feminist. And it's like, but why did we need to watch a gratuitous rape yeah. before? I know that's not the same exact thing as this, but I, I don't think we handle the idea of sex well in movies. Sometimes I just want them to avoid it, period. But then it's like, I don't know.
0: I don't understand. Well, it's, it's interesting to think that, that it always seems to, well, at least most of the time seems to play into horror movies. Like, I mean, it's, there's nothing really that scary about it. Why are we always associating that with it? It's not, you know, we don't have sex in every single comedy. We don't have sex in every single drama movie. We also Um, don't have three dicks. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. There were definitely were three dicks in the King's speech. I don't know if you caught them, but they were in there. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I thought that movie (laughs) (laughs) Uh, same with matilda you just gotta watch carefully (laughs) Um, but yeah it's interesting that that seems to play into the the ethos of horror a lot Um, and it's like well if something scary was happening i mean that would be one of the last things on my mind Especially if there was, like, a crazy ghost following me or something. You I know?
1: used to question that, too. You know, especially in certain scenes in horror movies where people are, like, they just escaped death and, like, suddenly they want to have sex. And it's, like – but I guess it's this whole question of there's adrenaline and we yeah. might die sort of a thing that you don't have in other films, right? No one That's is, true. you know, like, you know, in a comedy, it's like a quiet moment or something. They look at each other. I, but, yeah, if there was, you know, I have never, I mean, knock on wood, like, I have never have been chased by Jason or anything like yeah. that. So, I don't know. Maybe I'd be all hot and bothered afterwards. Like, whoa, that was so cool. We just escaped the undead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I would, I mean, I would be
2: weird. that weird person, like, if we were covered in blood, I'm like, maybe we should shower first. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. this
3: <laughs> is like... That would totally kill the mood. Get you some get of this off of
0: I mean, like, it's probably it's not safe, right? right? Right. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, <laughs> I th- I feel like I would, you know, I'd want to, like, lay down or something and just, like, cool off. Just, like, Oh, man, that was so scary. Oh, I'm just going to sit here for a second and just <laughs> think about that. That was intense, guys.
1: <laughs> just, <laughs> you that person. Yeah.
0: Just, but, nope. My and the
1: funny I... I'm more I I believe it more when when characters are allowed to fall in love, quote sure. unquote in horror pictures because they're going through a traumatic experience yeah, together brings them, exactly
0: brings them closer.
1: Where, yeah, where like towards the end like these people start to like each other a little bit quicker than you know, someone wanting to have sex after they discover there's a killer. Although, like usually in horror, it's usually people having sex and they have no idea that their friends are being killed off one by one. That's true. Everyone, it's always just some. I never went to a party like that. You know, I was growing up. I was just like, it must be so cool to be a teenager in certain small towns because yeah. I'm just just these raging kill,
0: parties all the time.
1: People just disappear in rooms, and someone smoking weed. Some people like there's two to three couples having sex here. I'm like, yeah. what kind of party is? Are they yeah. having Yeah.
0: In the eighties? Yeah, the eighties were a wild time. I think that's uh that's definitely what we've decided after all of all of these movies. I believe that's why Brett
2: Kavanaugh survived because he wasn't having sex. He likes he, to he, drink beer. But he wasn't having sex, so that's he true. didn't he wasn't killed.
1: <laughs> that's true. Just just like beer. I just like I, beer. The eighties is one of my favorite uh decades, especially when it comes to a lot of the horror. Jo- I think some of the best mo- best horror movies came out in the 80s, to be honest. Although 100%. we're seeing a, a rejuvenation of certain ones, kind of, uh, in terms of being innovative. But I think it also was reflective of the generation mm-hmm. of they, like, I mean, I love 80s music, like I constantly am listening yes. to 80s music. And so there's just something about the music of the 80s too, right? Where it's just like, you know, the song Invincible and it's just like, you know, we're gonna take it and da-da-da-da. Yeah. And As opposed to kind of, once again, sound like a geezer, like I'm not a millennial. But it's like, there's music now that's just so chilled. And it's just like, you know. song, song, But there's rarely a song about like revolution, you know. And that was very much like what. And I feel like the horror movies reflected that. Like one of the great things in some of these horror movies were these teenagers, you know. Yeah chucking off authority and beating a huge villain because they took the power in their own hands. There was some there's something so empowering about eighties horror movies, I find, that I that I although I like a lot of the newer movies, I do feel like sometimes there and this is we were talking about in the um I'm gonna keep calling it the like the Snyder cut yeah. of the podcast that <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we'll never be released. But um like when we were episode. talking about the last episode, like, what we were talking about Hereditary. Yeah. There was, there's this whole thing of, and, you know, we all, we had a whole debate about whether or not it was quality. <laughs> I thought it was crap, yeah. except for the acting. But the other thing was this defeatism that right. was kind of going on in the vein of it, that you just don't have an 80s movie. There, People are constantly fighting. Right.
0: There's, like, there's always, like, a hope, forward. and, like, a, a you know, they're moving forward, trying to get yeah, things done trying to
1: survive with horror movies. You know, it was just like, there's something so, cause you know, some people like the killer and we have a lot of movies nowadays where we're just watching people get killed off because right. people are twisted and we're all, we've, we've always been twisted, but there's just a little bit more romanticism when it comes to the brutality. Sometimes it feels these days, but mm-hmm. in certain slight slasher movies or just monster movies of the eighties, I always, you always felt like you cared for Nancy, right? You cared yeah. for these final girls. You felt like they were empowered And there was something where it wasn't just like, I can't wait till the killer comes. It was like, I want to see how they defeat this thing.
0: Right. Yeah. How how they make it through. And that's like, you know, it's like the hero's journey. You know, we're waiting for that resolution. (laughs) And now it's, you know, now I think part of the, part of the reason why a lot of modern horror movies have kind of gone that way is they're trying to do something that, that wasn't really done before where everyone just dies in the end. Or, you know, there's some sort of, you know, defeat you know it's not it's not the ending we were hoping for kind of thing but i think there's ways of doing it that are fresh and interesting and you know it takes skill to do that
1: yeah i was actually going to tie it to since you know we talked like there's the nerd aspect of it too like there was a whole thing with because i read comic books as well i like my, my father is a huge comic book person and i like that's how i inherited most of my comics and stuff that i have yeah. uh and such, and one of the things they started doing, I don't know whether it was the 90s or something, where they just, you know, it was a time where heroes always won. You know, like the comics came about where superheroes were, they they were brought about for a sign of hope. And then somewhere in the 90s where I think there was like a turnover of who was behind it, and they were just a little bit more of like, you know, smells like teen spirit generation. And heroes just started to lose
0: right <laughs> you the know the death like of started, superman was it? yeah people know.
1: started to die and you know some people loved it they were like this is so different and new and i'm and there's still some remnants of that now but i mm-hmm. feel like we are at a point where it's coming back around to where people are like no we we want people to win again yeah. we need heroes right now you know and i guess i'm i i consistently that way with horror movies yeah. but like it kind of reminds the parallel of, like, the comic or the superhero genre as well, where we get into this thing where we want people – you know, I don't know. People like tragedy a little bit, I well, guess. Well, I see, know. like,
2: when they started killing off heroes, it was it was real. It was like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. They're not coming back. And that whole – I guess it was the shock and the impact. And also in the 90s – Crisis on lot... Infinite Earths and stuff. Like yeah. That, I mean, in the 90s, ones? too, there was a lot more, like, guns and killing, and there was no drugs before, and they started to introduce a little bit of it because –
1: trying to new. reflect you know yeah
2: society. what was going on but yeah now now if someone dies you're like ah they'll be back in about they'll a year. be back in three issues yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah
0: but i think i think you bring up a good point is i think it it, it kind of reflects the overall mentality of like the society that's being read in right so like comic books started in the you know the 30s and 40s when america in particular you know we had this you know kind of righteous feel to us you know uh some of Captain America and Superman were over fighting Nazis before the U.S. was involved in that war, which is kind of interesting. So we had this, you know, we had these characters who were like, you know, uh, representing our morality and basically representing us as a country. And we had all this hope and, you know, uh, righteousness behind us. And then as we get into the 80s, that's when things start to get a little funky and we're starting to. Think a little bit more about the human condition, and you know uh, how society is and capitalism are starting to ruin, you know, the fabric of our country. And I think you're right. Now we need these, you know, superheroes and you know protagonists in these stories, you know, to have to be the difference that that we need in the country. Right? I think you know we should see a turn in these characters. And I think the the Spider-Man movie that we talked about. Is a cool, you know, step in the right direction. It's a hopeful movie. Yeah, you know, it's a new generation being ushered in to take over the crap that the generation before us left us. And you know, kind those
1: of, darn baby boomers, those
0: baby boomers with their <laughs> low interest loans, we need with another...
1: their insurance. <laughs> yeah, we need
2: another. They live. That's what we need.
0: That's right. Which I learned is not the movie I was thinking of. <laughs> that was the, that was the Snyder cut. That was the Snyder cut again. <laughs> Uh, what was the one I thought it was? It's Alive. Yeah. No, I, I, no,
1: think, so. I think some living dead or something. I think Oh, I you thought it was Braindead. Yes. No, not Braindead. Dead Dead, well, sorry, dead was, Alive.
2: Dead Alive. Well, I always That's remember like, the British, because the first time I saw it, I saw the British version. The British version was called, Ooh, uh, okay. yeah, I know, it was called <laughs> Braindead. Uh,
0: you know, the British version was called brain Dead. <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry. I didn't want to be that. I just always I don't remember be it. I that
1: guy, but.
2: I just always remember it in my mind, that, that one.
0: You know, uh Frankenstein wasn't the name of the monster, it was the name of the doctor. <laughs>
2: I've never read the book.
0: <laughs> I I thought about that the other day and I was like, you know, knowledge is knowing that Frankenstein's the name of the doctor, not the monster. Wisdom is knowing you can't say that and sound not like a douchebag.
2: That's D&D rules that's yeah. that's <laughs> is that what it is no yeah you know
1: that um reminds me like um you know the whole thing of the horror genre and mm-hmm. things of that nature you know one of the things about i love the horror community like i love being part of it. like i've met so many cool and welcoming people and just like the whole media community and stuff and and joining in all this and everything but it's funny you bring up that because it's like i do think at times it's like so it's so interesting to me how in terms of like the prominent voices of horror still tend to be men and it's like one of the modern one of the first horror movies i mean horror stories and popular bestsellers and stuff was a woman who wrote a horror. you know who wrote this and it's just like you know, it's it's really, it's it's funny. I mean, it's typical, but it's funny. I just randomly thought about that, especially as yeah. a woman, trying to you know, having a voice in the horror, um, you know, trying to gain a voice in the horror community and stuff. And it's so funny, we talk about Frankenstein, but no one mentioned that there was a woman behind this. Yeah, exactly. Had, I mean, she was, of course, very much influenced by her father and his, his, you know, leanings and, you know, what he, you know, learned and stuff in that nature, but, you know, not getting that kind of credit all the time, but then being told, it's very hard to find, like, women horror directors and things. Like, I mean, there's yeah. plenty, but being the prominent type, you know? Yeah.
0: When one of these pillars of the whole genre was a woman. And then where did that get lost along the way? Kind of thing. She just wrote a story about like, oh, look, here's a man creating another man and they both suck. The <laughs> end. Basically. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you so much for coming back on this episode and uh, yeah, talking to us happy. about horror movies. We really appreciate it. Um, let our listeners know where to find you. What you got going on coming up soon?
1: Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Miss Chauncey Kr, and also my self titled YouTube channel, uh, Chauncey K Robinson, aka the Twisted Girl Next Door. Um, I'm actually like in a trading card game now. I'm on a card uh, called. Uh, it's on an app called Terror Cards. So you can get me the card version of me and like trade it in the Women in Horror Month oh, that's uh, cool. deck. Which is really cool, I thought, and um, yeah, I'm just I do reviews and things of that nature, and probably later on this year you'll be seeing some of my original writing as well, original horror writing. Awesome! Can't, oh,
0: nice! I cannot wait for that. We'll have to have you back on uh, once you do that, unless you get sure. too big and famous to even talk to us anymore. Yeah, so so, who are you guys? Never. I enjoyed <laughs> we'll Make sure we record that episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we look? Is the recording? It's <laughs> still on, I've oh, been watching it, it the whole time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we th- thanks again for taking the time uh, to redo an episode. We really appreciate it, and it was thanks great for having me. Great it w- having it was on. fun having you twice. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. And you know, you know, that's that's that other episode. That's just for us three. Yeah, that was, that was yes. that was that's just for us, <laughs> Christian. Thanks as always for uh, love being here, making sure I hit record. I appreciate that. And uh, to all the nerds out there, remember, you're not alone. You're with friends. This has been Nerds with Friends. Thank you and good night.